1 Corinthians 15:58 KGV Therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of our Lord for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord
like to welcome everybody to Sunday school this morning. Um, I thought all week about how blessed we are. Um, I thought about how blessed I am that I get to bring my kids to a church um, that helps raise my kids. Um, you know, we're all in this together, and I'm thankful. Um, I'm just so blessed and thankful. I mean, it's good to see all the kids, and um, I'm just excited with the day it has in store for us, and I'm um, looking forward to a good day. I will ask Neil to dismiss us on school. I have to agree with Gary uh, about God's blessings on, on, on me and on this church. It's, uh, I suppose everybody knows about once a month we have a, we have a meeting, uh, the deacons and the ordained men, we have a meeting kind of discuss things and if we got problems we try to work on them we had a meeting yesterday and it was it was a real blessing I mean we didn't have any problems to talk about uh, and we a couple of us probably kind of said it, it scares us a little bit because uh, uh, the Bible said when I would do good, evil's present. And uh, uh, there was a time when the sons of God come together to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan presented himself also. So he comes to church with us every time we come. 
And he'll, he'll disrupt things every chance he gets, if we'll let him. That's the operative word right there. We've got, we've got the power in the name of Jesus. I can't, I've tried all my life, ever since, I, ever since the day I got saved, I've tried all my life to handle Satan and, I, and finally had to end up saying, Lord, I need some help. I just can't do it. But I'll tell you what, every time I ever cried out to the Lord and said, I need some help, he was right there. He's never failed. That ain't saying I ain't. I failed a bunch. But uh, our lesson this morning's in the second chapter of Romans. And I don't know. I, I really don't know for sure what I'll do with it. Uh, I read over it several different times this week and run the reference. And, uh, and I, I kind of know what it's saying, but I don't know where I'm going. Uh, I don't know if you understand that or not, but uh, the Bible said that the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That means, and that's past, present, and future. I believe God gives God gives every person that's ever ever been born that lives to be old enough to understand anything. God gives them an opportunity to be saved. Now, Paul said, I was alive with, without the law once. Now, I may not quote that exactly word for word, but the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. When, God, when God's gospel come to me, he told me I was guilty, and I was on my way to hell, and I died. I'm talking about down in my soul. I was dead in trespasses and sin. Uh, but I was only lost for a little while. I don't know, 15 minutes maybe, because I stood and held onto the seat. I decided I wasn't going. And everybody knows my story. I've told it hundreds of times, but I decided I wasn't moving. And I probably would have stood right there if Edna Mason hadn't come to me that morning. Come, she come walking across the front of the church, and I was sitting about four seats back, right over over on Albert Street in the in the old block building. And uh, she stuck her hand out, said, "Do you need to pray?" And I come out of there. God spoke peace to my soul, and then the best move I ever made in my life. And it was it was something that I decided I, I wasn't doing. But God changed my mind, and I'm glad He did. But when when the gospel reaches a person, lets them know they're lost, until until they accept Jesus as their Savior, they're they're dead in trespasses and sin. But you get saved and you're made alive in Christ, and that's eternal. Uh, the lessons, the 12th verse, starts at the 12th verse of the second chapter of Romans. For as many as have sinned without law, 
shall also perish without law. And as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. Now, God gives, God gives every man, every person a chance to get saved. So if a person perishes without the law, God, I, I believe when you, when you get saved, God puts his law right down in here. And uh, I remember thousands of times, probably, if, if, my, if I had that good a memory, thousands of times, probably, that God's come to me right here said, you're wrong. You need to straighten yourself up or you need to, you, you're in the wrong place or you need to be at church today and you ain't here. Whatever. God will let you know if you've been saved by the grace of God, God will absolutely let you know when you're wrong. I never have even thought about sin that God didn't tell me that was wrong. And then I had a battle in here, but from here to here, the flesh, the flesh wanted to do whatever it was or whatever, or go, and, and down here God was telling me no. And there's been, a, there's been a lot of times that I've overrode what God told me and went on and, and committed sin, and then I had to repent. And did you ever try to repent? Now, I'm, I'm just talking from experience now. I don't know about everybody else. But did you ever try to repent out of here? I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been wrong and, and knew that I was wrong in here and in here too. But I was try, I'd try to repent out of here because I knew I was wrong. Get down and say, Lord, I'm sorry, and so on. Say all the right words, but didn't have no spirit to do it with. And if, if God don't give you the spirit to repent with, you can't repent. And that's, that's from lost people to transgressors to uh, Sunday morning Christian, everybody that comes to church, everybody's been saved. There ain't a one of us that don't have to repent pretty regular. Paul said, I die daily. And, and I couldn't tell you how many times that I have to repent in a day's time or a week's time. We're, we're all, we've all failed and come short of the glory of God. But uh, So, he that perisheth, let me read that again. For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. If you ain't been saved, you're going to perish without the law. With it. And now, some people say, well, the, back, back then, uh, I, heard, I heard a fellow say one time, uh, I, I was teaching young people's class and and I had a guy helping me, and he 
he was teaching the class one Sunday morning. Now, I don't, I don't remember what the lesson was about, something to do with the law. But he said, he just said plainly, back before Christ come, they got saved by the law. Well, he knew, didn't know what he was talking about because the Bible tells you different than that. But uh, one of the kids in the class spoke up and told him different. And, of course, I did too. But the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image could never, with those sacrifices made year by year continually, make the comers thereunto too perfect. The law never did save anybody. And I done said the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. The law let us know that we were sinners. The gospel let us know that we had a way out. And uh, so uh, if you sin, if people sin without the law, uh, they're going to hell. Now, if people... If God's put his law down in your heart, and I heard a, I believe, I believe it was Israel Douglas when he was here preaching the, uh, the revival, one night he said it. he'd heard somebody say that there wasn't no, uh, I don't know exactly how he said it now, but the 400 years between Malachi and Christ that there wasn't no uh, nothing going on more or less but I beg to differ now there wasn't there wasn't no written messages sent as far as prophets and so on Malachi was the last prophet but you remember when Jesus was born and they took him up to the temple to do according to the law. Simeon, Simeon was there, however you say it. And he took him in his arms and said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. The Lord had showed him that he'd not see death till he'd seen the Lord's Christ. So God was still working. There's never been a time in history and there never will be a time in history that God don't let every man in, that's ever born know that he needs a Savior. And uh, so if you, if you die without law, the, now, the law is spiritual. And I believe... God, God required, even though he knew we were going to fail, even though he knew everybody was going to fail, God requires of us that we do, do our very best to keep his law. But Jesus, when I got, the day I got saved, the law was kept down in my soul by the blood of Jesus. I, did, I, I never have kept it. I never have been able to. I fail all the time. But Jesus kept the law completely, totally, never failed at any point, and went to the cross where it became, and the law demanded a blood sacrifice. 
He kept that law completely, and he went to Calvary's cross and made the blood sacrifice. And the Bible said he, he went into the Holy of Holies in heaven and presented it before God. God, and I believe that blood's still there on the mercy seat in the, in the Holy of Holies in heaven. And uh, but, but if you if the only way that the only way that you can keep the law is in Christ. So you got to get saved in order to keep the law in you, and uh, and that's the only way you can. So, uh, but the law. Never was, never was even intended to take away sin. Jesus, the Bible said, Jesus stood as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The only salvation there ever has been or ever will be is in Jesus. They that have sinned as many as have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. If, you, if you've sinned since you've been saved, you know all about that. That's what I was talking about a while ago. God, God will tell you if you're guilty. He'll tell you when you're wrong. He'll warn you when you're just thinking about being going wrong. And I already said that, but that's... Anybody got a comment? For not the hearer of the law are just before God, but the doer of the law shall be just justified. And how are we justified? We're justified in Jesus. In order to keep the law, we got to keep it in Him. And... Uh, but I believe, I said this a while ago, I believe God requires us to do the very best we can by His help. And He 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 said it, I believe it's in Peter, said He's given us all things that pertain unto life. He's given us everything we need to be what we need to be so that our people can be warned to flee the wrath to come. They, the reason the reason God left His church in the world, the day I got saved, God could have took me right on to heaven. I was ready to go then. And been ready ever since. He could have took me any time He wanted to. And when the time comes, He will. But we, we, we're left here as a church, to be a light to the world, to warn our people that they need Jesus. And the way we do that, the main way we do that is the way we live our life. Now, if my life's cluttered up with all kinds of sin, and I come out here and get up here and, and try to teach Sunday school, and, and uh, I, I can quote all kinds of scripture and whatever, but if if Two or three people sitting in the crowd seen me out in the bar the night before. What, what good is that doing? 
People are going to say, if that's what this church is, I don't need to come here. So we need to... My life ought to back up what, I, what comes out of my mouth. And what comes out of my mouth ought to be clean. Filthy communications corrupt good manners, the Bible said. And uh, so we need, we need to live the very best we can and come to church every opportunity we get. And if God will let us, let our people know that they need Jesus. Now, I knew a guy uh, several years ago Real good fella. And I believe I believe he'd been saved. I don't know that for a fact, but I believe he had. But he'd he'd get on guys at work all the time. Somebody'd say a bad word, you're you're gonna go to hell for that. And and that ain't no way that ain't no way to talk to people really. The only way the only way you can talk to a, a lost person or Anybody that that needs something is if God gives it to you. Now you can invite people to come to church, and that's fine. But going around telling people how bad they are ain't don't get the job done. God has to tell them how bad they are. I thought I was a pretty good fella. I was 15 years old. And my mom, my mom would have told you the same thing. And uh, uh, I had her fooled. But uh, I, thought, I thought I was a pretty good fella. Until that Sunday morning in 1956, when God told me I wasn't as good a fella as I thought I was. He showed me what I was and where I was going because of it. And, uh, and from that, God, God been good to me all my life. Uh, now, a lot of people, a lot of people take this scripture here and talk about the difference between Gentiles and Jews, and there were some differences. But according, uh, I thought about, I thought about it like this. Uh, as far back as I can remember, I've been in church, except for just little periods of time, maybe. <clears throat> My mom and dad brought me to church, and I don't know, as far back as I can remember. And I believed, I believed it. Jesus existed and that he was the Savior and he went to the cross and all that stuff I'd been taught in Sunday school. And I believed that in here. And, uh, but I've told, I, I've told you several times, I remember it wasn't maybe a year or two before I got saved. Me and some of my friends was out messing around and we was we was joking about going to hell. 
That Sunday morning when God told me I was lost, it wasn't a joke anymore. It was real. And uh, so God, uh, by me being raised in church, it might have helped me a little bit for understanding a little bit of stuff. Knowing that I needed to get saved and and I kind of understood a little bit what people had done. You know, I didn't know all about it, but <clears throat> now, so I, I kind of related that to the, to the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews had been taught in God's law all their life and, and should have known uh, now, there was a, there was some there were some of those Jews that had the right kind of religion, and there were some of them that didn't. Some of them, uh, like the one fellow that went up to the temple with a, a other guy that went to pray, said, "Lord, I thank you. I'm not like other men." Uh, we get an attitude like that. We might as well forget about getting in touch with God till we get over it. And if if I'm if I'm doing if I'm trying to do something for God because I think I'm the best there is, if I don't get over it, I'll never do nothing for God. He won't give me His Spirit to work with, and uh, I had that happen one time. At least one time I know for sure I hadn't been saved long. And uh, we was having we was having prayer meetings in people's houses just about every night of the week. And I, of course I went to all of them. I hadn't been saved long and I was fired up. And I'm glad I was. That time that time right there was a real big help to me, but but I went, I went for a while, and, and all them guys <clears throat> got to patting me on the back and tell me what a great job I was doing. And that got, that got in my head. And I didn't really realize it I, at the time. And I mentioned I, I got to where I couldn't pray. I I'd try as hard as I could and couldn't get a hold of nothing. And I mentioned that one night we was getting ready to start prayer meeting. And I, uh, I told Clyde Penlin, he was a deacon of our church at that time. I said, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't even pray. And he said, well, maybe you got exalted. Of course, he hit the nail right on the head. I was... Them guys had me all built up. I was just a kid, and they tell me how good I was doing, and uh, we got to get over ourselves. If there's any work done, the Lord's got to do it. Now He He gives us jobs to do, but none of us. They ain't a one of us can do our job without God's Spirit. 
And we got to humble our heart and say, Lord, you're just like Isaiah said, here am I, Lord, send me. And then give God the glory. Because we're, we're here working for the glory of God. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't for Jesus dying on Calvary's cross, I wouldn't have what I got. And I wouldn't be able to do anything for Him. And neither would you. And there'd be no church. That's beyond my comprehension. I can't. I couldn't see life without a church. Anybody got anything? We're not the hearer of the law or just before God, but the doer of the law shall be justified. And that's, like I said, we got to fulfill the law. It's fulfilled in Christ. And uh, he, fulfills, he, he fulfills that in us when he moves in and cleans us up. Just, I, yeah, I believe, I, I heard somebody say just recently, he cleans us up as if we had never sinned. And that, of course, that's down on the inside in our soul. And uh, there's never, and that's, a, that's an absolute fact. He cleaned, he cleaned me up when the day I got saved. And there's never been a sin down in my soul since then. Now this, I can't say that about this fellow here, but my soul's been clean. Satan can't even find it. The Bible said we are dead and our life is hid away with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with Him in glory. So He's got us sealed till the day of redemption. The devil can't find us. And uh, He's doing the same thing now He was in the day of Job. He's going up and down in the earth seeking whom He can devour. That's this carcass you're looking at. He's going up and down in it trying to mess, trying to get me to mess my life up so that I can't help nobody. And if we're not real careful, he'll do it. Right, right. God don't even remember our sins against us. But now if if we sin after we've been saved by the grace of God, then God judges us by the law. Uh, there's a payday coming. And uh, it ain't always. Uh, my dad, my dad used to, if I'd get in trouble with him, he'd, he'd get the belt after me. And I didn't want, I didn't want that at all. And, uh, so I'd try to uh, be good, as far as he knows, and uh, maybe keep things hid so he didn't know about it. But you can't do that with God. I might, I might have slipped a few things past Mom and Dad, 
but you don't slip nothing past God. Every sin and disobedience will receive a just recompense or reward. And then the Bible said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these having not the law are a law unto themselves. And uh, I understood before I got saved that some things were wrong and some things were right. I'd been taught that. And uh, I knew I knew there were a lot of things that mom and dad didn't allow. And that I didn't understand about God not, not allowing them, I guess, but I, I understood that Mom and Dad didn't allow them. And, uh, but there's, after I got saved, I understood a little bit anyway that God, God don't allow, He allows sin not at all. God don't. God has the least of allowance, it, none, no allowance really. But He knows, God knows that we're that we're dust. And He knew, He knew before the foundation of the world that Adam was going to sin in the garden, and that he'd need a savior. He knew before the foundation of the world that after, even after I got saved that I wasn't going to live perfect in this flesh. But the Bible said if we sin, we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous, who's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. So, uh, but now, if I've got a pet sin, I guess you could say it that way, something I, something I do all the time, and I keep coming back day after day after day, say, Lord, forgive me. Uh, maybe, maybe once or twice he might do that. But if my, if I'm, if I, if my intention is to just keep right on doing whatever that is, I might as well save my breath because I've not really repented. You repent from, you repent of a sin. That may, that means we're going to quit it. I'm done with it. That's our intention right then, anyway. We never know. We might slip up and do it again sometime, but, but our intention right out of our heart is that we're going to quit that. Which shew the work of the law written in their heart their conscience also bearing witness and their thoughts. The meanwhile, accusing or else excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets 
of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Now, the day, the day that I got saved, and this in the Revelation, about the 20th chapter probably, he said, I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it. And I, I can't quote it exactly, but said, uh, the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of the things written in the books according to their works. That's what happened to me that Sunday morning in 1956. When God's gospel come to me, that was the books being opened, and God was letting me know out of the book my condition. It, in other words, he he passed judgment on me right then. He said, "You're lost, and you're you're going to hell." But he gave me a way out. The way out had already been made a long time ago, but. He, he offered it to me that morning. And I've been saved ever since. Even though I've been... I, I, I keep telling on myself, but I, you know, I've failed and come short and sinned, and got, but God's forgive me and helped me, and everybody here understands all about that, I guess. But uh, God's got... God, I can say without a shadow of a doubt that God's been good to me. Right. It's a battle. The kids were singing, and, and I thought of, the Bible said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to tearing down a stronghold. But he told us to put on the whole armor of God that we'd be able to stand Against the wiles of the devil, and uh, so if we if we we'll, if we we'll take God's word, study it. The Bible told us to pray without ceasing. The Bible told us to come to church when the church doors are open, with our heart ready. Uh, he said, "Where two or three gather together in my name," and now that's the operative word in my name. There am I in the midst of them. Just, and I believe people ought to come to church. But I believe, I believe if I'm, if I'm God's child, and I come to church, I ought to try my very best to come in the name of the Lord, for His glory. He said, "Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise." And uh, we can't do that if our heart ain't in it. So we need to come. We need to come with our heart in the thing. We shew the works of the law written in the, their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their their thoughts. The meanwhile, accusing or else excusing one another, in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law, and makest thy boast of God. 
Now, I got, I, I've been telling you all through the uh, Sunday school, and I, and I do this a lot about getting saved when I was a boy. And I can, I can rest in that. That's, that's a surety. But if I, if I like some of the, if I do like some of these Jews was doing, some of the Pharisees, saying like, I thank you, I'm not like these other people. If I, if I'm, if I have the attitude that because I'm saved, I'm better than somebody else, then I've sinned. I'm wrong. I'm, a, I'm only saved because of God's grace. It ain't nothing good I done. I couldn't, I couldn't do nothing good enough to get salvation. I can't repay Him. I couldn't repay Him for one little blessing. It's by His grace and His love that He even blesses us. Everybody here that's, that's got kids knows you want your kids to have the very best. Whether you can give it to them or not, you want them to have it. And you, in school, you want them to do real good. and Everything in their life, you want to, you want to be good. God, God's even more so with us that way. Have you? I, I woke up one night, and I've told this before too, but I was dreaming, I, I, I reckon. And I was, I was singing Amazing Grace. That was in my dream. And God, God blessed me, and it woke me up. That was real. I never had, I never had nothing like that happen before that or since. But, uh, and I, have you ever? I was at work one day. Another experience. I got to quit. I'm running out of time. I think, but I was singing. Uh, I don't know if I was singing it out loud or not. I was, I was welding. Had a welding helmet down over my face, and uh, was singing. Some morning you'll find me touring that city, and God filled my cup up and run it over. And. Uh, I kept my helmet down for a little while because I didn't want them guys to see me crying. Uh, but God, God will bless you when your heart's right. Elbert Smith, I heard Elbert Smith say one time, he never did have God slip up on him and bless him. Said he, he was either thinking about the Lord or, or singing a song or, or he was doing something for God. And uh, that's that's the same way with me. But I've had a lot I've had a lot of those experiences down through my life, and and God's been good to me. 
and uh, God's blessed us, uh, blessed me to be in this church all my life with a bunch of great people, and uh, most of them's already on the other side of the river. Most of the people around here either growed up here like I did or or uh, got saved here. Some a lot of them younger, but God's God's blessed us beyond measure. And uh, I better quit. I'm running.